0: In Jesus' mighty name, we thank you. Hallelujah. Well, Merry Christmas, everybody. Isn't it a wonderful thing we get to come together on Christmas morning and worship our Lord and King and our Savior? So today... Well, our our teaching today is Light of the World. And we're going to go to John, chapter of John. In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. He was with God in the beginning, through him all things were made. Without him, nothing was made that was made. In him was life, and that life was the light of men. The light shines in the darkness, but the darkness has not understood it. The true light that gives light to every man was coming into the world. He was in the world, and though the world was made through him, the world did not recognize him. He came to that which was his own, but his own did not receive him. Yet to all who received him, to those who believed in his name, he gave the right to become children of God. full of grace and truth. John testifies concerning him. He cries out, saying, This was he of whom I said, He who comes after me has surpassed me, because he was before me. From the fullness of his grace, we have all received one blessing after another. Hallelujah. Oh, beloved, what a hope we have in Jesus. What a hope we have in Jesus, in this world and in eternity. So we're going to go to verse 1. In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God, he was with God in the beginning. So here he, the reference, of course, is Jesus. And we're going to look at some very, very important. The first word, and they're small words, but they're major in implication. The first word is the word was. Was. It's from the Greek, I me, and it means I am I exist. I am. I exist. The term I exist connotes absolute limitlessness. No limits. I am without limit. Okay, that's of that word. It's the same word that Jesus used In John eight fifty-eight, I'm reading from the NIV, it says, I tell you the truth, Jesus answered, before Abraham was born. So Jesus here was referring to his Is this what I should do? Okay. So Jesus here was referring to his pre-existence with Father God. Okay? Everything, when I was studying this, the Lord reminded or brought to my spirit, everything you ever have needed, everything you ever will need existed and was provided for you before you were ever born. Before all of creation, before this created world, God already saw you and he already provided for you everything that you would ever need. Just think about that. The word preexisted. You understand that? That's awesome. It preexisted. Everything that you ever needed preexisted with the word, with Jesus and in him. And his manifestation here on earth through his birth was to show you the way into his glory. Think about that. He came to show you the way into his glory. And his glorious, superabounding, abundant life for you. The complete provision for you, whether that's healing, protection, grace, mercy, truth, forgiveness, love, all of it. So the extrapolation of this scripture was, in the beginning, I am the word. In the beginning, I am the word. You see, his beginning was not his birth here. That's when we got to see him. That's when we get the opportunity to get to know him. But he he preexisted one with God before all of creation and his birth was just a manifestation of what god wants you to have who he is is what god wants you to have the next word we're going to go it says and the word was with god and the word was god he was with god in the beginning so with the word with means motion toward it means to interface with. It means face to face. He came to interface with you. Meshed together. Meshed together. Inseparable. Complete intimacy. It means also extension toward a goal. With, listen to this. Implied, interaction, or reciprocity. Okay. My legal training helps me here. Reciprocity. (laughs) That means equal or mutual rights or benefits to be yielded and enjoyed. That's what it means. Hallelujah. Think about that. Equal, mutual rights or benefits to be yielded and enjoyed. He has given you all things to enjoy, beloved. So Jesus was equal to God. He came to give, he came to show you that. Complete reciprocity. There was complete reciprocity between Father and and Jesus. Okay? So how much more amazing, when you think about it, how much more amazing does it make the scripture in Philippians 2, 6 through 8, I'm going to read it in the NIV, it says, who being in very nature God, did not consider equality with God something to be used to his own advantage. Rather, he made himself nothing by taking on the form of a servant, the very nature of a servant, being made in human likeness and being found in appearance as a man, he humbled himself. Think about that, beloved. He humbled himself with great joy. Think about that. He didn't humble himself complaining or thinking that people owed him or anyone owed him. He humbled himself in great joy. Hallelujah. This is the total interface, face-to-face, complete meshing and intimacy, complete reciprocity. That's what he had, and he was willing to come here as a man, to humble himself, to show you the heart of God, that you could have the very same thing. The essence of the Father in you, ushering forth rivers of living water, filling you up, deep wells, deep wells, rivers ushering out from your belly those who would receive him, hallelujah. So the word was God, Jesus was God, Jesus is not just a part of God, okay? That's what it means when you say the Jesus is Lord part, right? Jesus is Lord. He was with God in the beginning, so that's prior to the incarnation. That's prior to the birth. His unity, his unity with Father God before the foundation of this earth. We read about it in John 17, 5. And now... Father, glorify me in your presence. Listen to these words. We've studied this extensively in the past. And now, Father, glorify me in your presence with the glory I had with you before the world began. The glory is the unity, the union with the Father. In the Aramaic, it's beautiful. Now glorify me, my Father, in union with yourself. See, Jesus is telling us what being glorified is. In union with yourself, in that glory which I had in union with you before the universe was. Glory total union. And that's what we get. That's the offer that is given to us when we receive Jesus. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. And that is a really simple thing for you to do. If you have not received Jesus, you say, Jesus, I believe that you are the son of God. I believe that you died for me. I believe that you were raised again with mercy for me. And I receive you as my Lord and Savior. it's that simple. And if you've just done that, you are heir to every blessing of Jesus. Hallelujah. So I'm going to reread this. Remember the verse 2. Remember it says, Jesus tells us, I have given you the glory that you gave me. So when you're born again, you don't have to wait forever. He has given you the glory that the Father gave him. That's in John 17, 22. Okay, from the Aramaic, John 1, 1. In the origin, the world had been existing, and that word, the word had been existing, excuse me, and that word had been existing with God, and that word, and in the Aramaic, that's actually capitalized, that word. That word, and it refers to him as a person, was himself God. This one himself was at the origin with God. Complete interface. Face to face. Complete oneness. So John 1, 1.3. Through him all things were made. Without him nothing was made that had been made. Aramaic everything was in his hand and without him not even one thing existed of the things that existed hallelujah so you see here we're being instructed that jesus is the creator of all things do you understand that it is reaffirmed in colossians 1:16. For by him all things were created, both in the heavens and on earth, visible and invisible, whether thrones or dominions or rulers or authorities, all things have been created through him and for him. We're going through this so that you understand what he truly gave to save you. The creator came to be like his creation, took on the form of his very creation to save you. John 1, 4 and 5. In him was life, and that life was the light of men. The light shines in the darkness, but the darkness has not understood it. Aramaic. In him was the life, capitalized, and the life is, present tense, the light of men, and the light is shining in the darkness, and the darkness did not overtake it. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Jesus will not ever be overtaken, and you in him cannot be overtaken. So when Jesus made that decision, he had to make that decision. He had to make the decision to leave his union of glory with the Father, with Father God, and be born in the flesh for our salvation as a baby. The earth was in complete spiritual darkness. Think about that. Think about the thought of walking into an arena of complete spiritual darkness. Wow. He chose to humble himself. He chose to enter that darkness to redeem us into his glorious light and life. Knowing Knowing that he would have to operate as a man in a fallen world, in a dark and fallen world. So, talk about sacrifice, talk about humility, talk about love, talk about Jesus, think about what he did, think about what he offers. So, in this scripture, the word translated, in some scriptures, it's understood, comprehended, overtake. It's katalambano. And it means, listen to this. It means to lay hold of, to seize. I seize tight hold of. To arrest, to catch, to capture, to appropriate... I overtake, I perceive, I comprehend. Okay, so to me, this scripture is twofold. It has, like many scriptures are, it has more than one meaning or several layers of meaning. Let's put it that way. So many of those whom Jesus came to save, his very own creation, his very own creation created out of love, every person on this universe— is created out of the love of the Father God. Those he came to rescue, those he came to rescue from utter darkness of this world did not lay hold of him. They did not seize what he had to offer. They did not seize him. They did not... um, grasp onto his presence and the essence of what he came to give. Those people are people you need to reach. You need to reach those people. That's why he had to walk with us, teaching us, loving us, edifying us. That's why you need to walk with people, teaching them, loving them, edifying them. Sharing your faith, sharing your love. And that doesn't mean preaching the gospel all the time. Sometimes it's just an act of love that opens the door to the testimony that you have. You know, and it may not be preaching the actual gospel, but your life preaches. Your life preaches. But no matter what, the darkness of this world could not overtake his light, his life, his love. It could not, it never will, it cannot, it cannot overtake his power, his authority, his victory, the very victory that he has chosen to give you as you walk in him. The victory that he gave to us, to anyone, anyone who chooses to receive him as Lord and Savior. The darkness could not lay hold of him. The darkness could not seize him. The darkness cannot, will never, arrest his light and love for us, no matter what you do, no matter what you haven't done. And the darkness will never, will never, have power to conquer, to overpower, to seize or destroy the light and love of Christ for you in your life. You rest in him, you abide in him, regardless of what it looks like. No darkness can overtake the love of Christ shed abroad in your heart, which he has come to show you the manifestation of. The love of God, the manifestation of the love of God. So beloved, as a born-again believer in the Lord Jesus Christ, you are his light. You are his light shining in this present darkness. That's who you are. That's who he designed you to be. You are a beacon of hope. We celebrate the hope of Christ. We celebrate it all year, but we're particularly conscious of it right now, right? We are celebrating the hope that the birth of Christ brought to earth. His love, his joy, his mercy, his forgiveness for every human being. So no matter how much darkness is around about in this world, it does not have the power to seize the rest, lay hold of you, or take you down. In any situation, you cling to your Lord. We just stay with Jesus. You have come to be a beacon of his light. You have come to be a beacon of his love and his joy and his peace in this world, in this season, in this world. He came to this earth to show us his glory. To show us his glory. To show us his glory. That each and every person is absolutely intended to have. You are intended to have his glory. You get that? You are intended to have his glory. Every person who will receive him as Lord and Savior, is intended to have his glory. And you have now become the light of his glory. You are the light of his glory. And that is the hope of Christmas. That is the hope of Christmas that we have unto all. John 9 i I'm in the NIV again. The true light that gives light to every man was coming into the world he was in the world and though the world was made through him the world did not recognize him he came to that which was his own but his own did not receive him his own did not receive him yet Listen. Yet, to all who received him, to those who believed in his name, he gave the right to become children of God. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Thank you. What a gift. Children not born of natural descent, and I'm just going to throw this out there. When you are born of God, your natural DNA, I'm sorry, is superseded by the blood of Jesus, okay? Every single one of you needs to receive that. I need to receive that. Stop talking about generational curses and sicknesses. Either the blood took care of it or the blood didn't, and I know the blood did. So just because granny had something or acted a certain way Doesn't mean that that's a spirit you have or a condition you have. Because the blood of Jesus changed me. And it changed you. Okay, that was just a little side. Not born of natural descent, nor of human decision or a husband's will, but born of God. Born of God. Now you guys listen to this definition of of, born of God. I hadn't even planned on talking about this and the Lord dropped this in my heart this morning. It's from Eker X, it means from out, born of God, from out. He brought you out of something. Out from among out from among from the interior outward okay you guys got to hang on to that definition for a minute of from the interior outward okay out from to the outcome What is the outcome? What is the intention of his outcome? What has he deposited on you on the inside, out from, which comes his outcome? His outcome is for you to live, breathe, move, exist in his glory here on the earth. Union. What does salvation bring you? Union with your father. Reciprocity, complete, total, mutual rights and privileges and blessing. We have got to get a hold of the bigness of the heart of God and quit saying that's him and this is little old me. Because he never meant you to be little old me. He meant you to be a lion of the tribe of Judah. He meant you to be a walking, talking simile of his heart. He meant for you to function in the exact form, in the exact way that he functioned. You are not a little old me. You are a great, big, powerful son or daughter of the living God, and he didn't come to this earth for you not to capture it. Let me give you some more of this def- beautiful definition of the word of. Out from within. Out from From within. What's within? The Lord Jesus Christ. The very image of God. Out of you. From within. God dwelling in you. In your spirit. Coming out. From within. He transformed you. He made you a new creature when you became saved. This word of. Is an outcome oriented word. It presupposes his answer to your condition. You see that? It already presupposes his picture of you coming out because he's in you. The total fullness of Jesus. Out of the depths of the source what's your source out of the depths of the source extending its impact onto the object you are meant to out of the source of jesus christ in you extend your impact onto the object what's the object the darkness transforming it into his glorious light and life this birth was no little thing hallelujah okay so where was i okay so the creator came into the world when jesus was born but the world did not recognize him. Beloved, the creator became very flesh. He became like his creation. He took on, the, on human form, and the world did not receive him or recognize him. But he had that same human form you have, and he still did mighty things by the Holy Spirit, and that's you. Okay? All the rest of creation recognized him except for the people, but all the rest of creation. The wind and the waves listened to his voice, didn't they? He he spoke to them. The fig trees withered when he chose to speak a certain thing. The loaves and the, the loaves of bread and the fishes were multiplied at his command. Walls Became as nothing when he walked through. (laughs) Think about that. This is you, beloved. This is you. The wind and the waves and the trees, they knew his voice. They knew his voice and his authority, and they obeyed it. Okay? The scripture says that you are going to know the voice of your shepherd, and you will not follow another voice. You just stay submitted to Jesus. You just rest in Jesus. When we recognize him, when we receive him, we have the same voice. What's your voice? What's your voice? Right. Because when we recognize him, when we stay attached in union with him we have the same voice his word the same jesus the inward spirit of god coming forth through his voice out of us the inward spirit of god coming forth as his voice through you same voice same word to be able to walk through those walls of opposition, whatever they are. Right? That's right. The winds and the waves of hurt, the winds and the wave of darkness, same voice. You have the same voice when you speak his word and not your complaints. They have to hear and obey. Everything is, submi- is in submission to the power and authority of the word of God. His word always triumphs. And you can be that voice. You can be that voice in somebody's life who needs to have the darkness shattered. You can be that same voice that he was to you, that he is to you. Very same, healing, forgiveness, mercy, edification, love. Okay, we're going to verse 12. Yet to all who received him, to those who believed in his name, he gave the right to become children of God. Children not born of natural descent, nor of human decision, or of a husband's will, but born of God. The word became flesh and made his dwelling among us. We have seen his glory. We have seen his glory. Say that. I have seen his glory. Have you seen Jesus? You've seen his glory. From the fullness of his grace, listen, listen with your hearts, listen with your hearts. Close your eyes if you need to. From the fullness of his grace, we have all received one blessing after another. Thank you, Jesus. From the fullness of your grace, I have received one blessing after another. Thank you, Lord, for coming to me. Hallelujah. I want to look at that word, receive. You know, because we think of the word receive. Oh, here. I, I hear, you hear this all the time. Oh, here. Here's a gift. And you, like, receive it, right? Okay. That's really wimpy. That is very, very wimpy. It's kind of like passive. There's nothing passive about the word receive. (laughs) Nothing at all. And I'm going to prove it to you. It's from the word lembano. It means actively lay hold of to take. Actively. With effort. Lay hold of to take. You take it. It means to lay hold by aggressively, actively accepting what is available and offered. Aggressively, actively accepting what is being offered are you in your life going to choose to actively aggressively take what is being offered because you know what people can get saved and they go through life and they're going to go to heaven but they live defeated lives that is not god's picture for you Every offer, every spiritual blessing, anything that Jesus had has been put on the table for you. Come to the table and dine in the presence of your enemies. In the presence, if you will engage actively aggressively apply the word. And when something happens, you don't just say that's life. It is not just life because that's not the life that Jesus came to give you. He came to give you life and that more abundantly. Nothing missing, nothing broken. I read that that in Psalms like 20 years ago. And that went off like fire in my soul. And when the devil tries to tell me that I have something missing or something broken in my life, I say, that is not what the promise of God tells me. I will live, I will live with nothing missing, nothing broken when I go to my tent. On with the definition. It means to accept with initiative, with drive. To accept with drive. It means it emphasizes the volition. Volition. Your will, your volition. It emphasizes the volition. The assertiveness of the believer. The assertiveness of the believer. You know what? You can walk in love and not be a doormat. You can walk in love and own everything that God has for you to own. Get that? Because of the gift of Christ's birth, we have been given the invitation to enter into his offer. Complete love, complete redemption, total salvation in every area of our lives. Spirit, mind, body, whatever you want to call it, will, emotions, okay? We have been given the offer of total salvation. Yes, being saved, taking him as our Savior, and getting to live with him in eternity, but everything else in salvation, defined by salvation. We have been given that offer to be that to those around us. Where the rubber meets the road, right? Right? you walking out salvation so that others can know him the way that you know him in the Aramaic this is beautiful it says but those that received him to them he gave authority to become sons of God even to them that believe on his name so what about that word authority there some translations say power Exousia, power, authority, weight. Okay, that's an important word, an important definition. Weight, weight. Especially moral authority, including influence. Influence. That's what you've been given as a child of the living God. Influence. Derived... Later on in in, in Judaism, it was spiritual power, spiritual power that accordingly extends to earthly power. You get that? Spiritual power inward out, extending into earthly power for his glory. Not for your aggrandizement, by the way. Not for you to say, Oh, look at me. Look who I am. Look what I have done because you haven't done any of it. You receive him and you actively take hold of what his gift is and you extend it to others. Your spiritual influence over the things of this world. Hallelujah. So when you receive Christ, you are given influence, a weight a moral authority over the things of the world, and we must use it to his glory. Because of Christ's birth, we have, listen, 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 we have been invited into the glory of heaven here on earth. And we can be the glory of heaven to a hurting world hallelujah thank you lord that's exactly what i want to be i want to be just like you (laughs) i want to be just like my daddy not for myself not for my own aggrandizement but for the glory for your glory to be shown here for your healing to manifest here For your provision, for your forgiveness, for your love, for your mercy, for your grace. His kingdom come, his will be done on earth, on earth, on earth. His love done, his healing done, his provision done, his forgiveness done, his mercy done. Remember, he said on the cross, it is finished. He finished it for you. Hallelujah. On earth as it is heaven. You, child of God. Born of God. You, born of God. His child. His very extension. You are His very extension. That's who you are. His messenger. His authority. His voice. With power to speak to the darkness and overcome it, to impart his glory, to impart his presence, to manifest his essence from within out his glory in all the world. Hallelujah. You who receive him, you behold his glory. You hold his glory and allow it to usher forth. You are vessels of his glory. You are carriers of his glory. Don't let that word glory befuddle you. Okay? Because we know what it comes from. Unity with Jesus. Okay? The word become flesh. God, dwelling, taking up residence within us, habitating among us. Glory. It's from the word doxa. Honor. Renown. Okay, listen to this. This is, this is a, a really a, a neat definition. And especially divine quality, the unspoken manifestation of God, his splendor. hallelujah that comes from unity with him it corresponds to the same Old Testament word kabo to be heavy to be heavy so both in the Greek and in the Hebrew it conveys God's infinite intrinsic worth his infinite intrinsic worth and he loves you so much he's given it to you he's given it to you he sees you through Jesus he sees you through the blood you are given his infinite, intrinsic worth. He sees you as worthy. Beloved, this is precious. His infinite, intrinsic worth, his substance, his essence. That's what you are walking around with. His very essence essence from the inside out causing influence and change in the object it changed you didn't it it'll change everything around you for the better for his plans and purposes doxa literally means what evokes good opinion that something has inherent intrinsic worth and anyone who receives Christ you receive that inherent intrinsic worth that heavy look at it this way that heavy essence of God you receive that heavy that weighty essence of God that transforms everything into good Hallelujah. Jesus said, I have given them the glory that you have given me. I have given them, in other words, I have given them the intrinsic worth. Remember when we studied grace a while back? So the intrinsic worth, the beauty of God, the beauty of God. He sees you through Christ in his beauty. He sees you through Christ in his beauty. You are heavy. Receive this. I want you to receive this. I want you to actively, aggressively take hold of it. You have, you are heavy, heavy with God's intrinsic worth and presence and essence. That doesn't mean heavy like laying down. You know what I'm talking about. It means you are dripping with the anointing, the oil of God. You see that? The spirit of God. And God is disposed toward you with grace and truth. Okay? Let's look at that. Okay, I promise we're, we're going to be done soon. <laughs> Verse 16. Verse 16. It says, from the fullness of his grace, we have all received one blessing after another. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus, for being born, bringing me grace and truth so that I could know all of your blessings. His heart is to bestow every blessing of Christ upon you in your life because of christ's birth we who receive him will walk you walk you walk not will walk you walk in the glory of god in the glory of god strongs cherish we're 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 looking at the word grace it means favor and i you know i told you before that's kind of a cheap definition Not one of my favorites, although it includes that. It means disposed toward, inclined, favorable toward, leaning toward, to share, benefit. That's what the the fuller meaning. Leaning toward you to share benefit. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. You are so good and kind. It is preeminently used of the lord's favor and it means freely extended freely extended to give himself away listen 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 freely extended to give himself away hallelujah he gave himself away when he came away from the unity he had and he came here he gave himself away when he went to the cross he gave himself away when he went to hell he gave himself away to you it means freely leaning toward you it means extended to give himself away to people because he is always leaning toward us that's a full definition because he is always leaning toward you even when you turn your back don't think you can ever outrun the love of god in your life you can turn away all you want and that doesn't mean you've you've not become saved but like even in a situation that you don't want to hand over You know, you can start walking away with it. And you know what? He is always freely extending himself toward you. Always leaning toward you. Get that. Jesus himself, a way to the people, is a way to you, toward you, right? He made the way for you. And we need to do the same for other people. Don't think it too hard to lean towards somebody, to extend the benefit of God to them. It wasn't too hard for Jesus and it's not too hard for you. And he will bless you when you do that. Further on with the definition. God freely extending himself reaching and inclining himself to his people because he is disposed to be ble- to bless and to be near them. He is disposed to be near you. He is disposed to be near me. That's his heart. He wants to be near you. He wants to be He's not looking at the at the the sin or the filth or yes we have to repent about sin, don't we? But he is yearning to be near you. That's his heart, regardless of what you do or don't do. His heart toward us never changes. I mean, if you really read and go through this entire, John 1 through 16, this is a masterpiece of God's heart toward you. This is a masterpiece of why Jesus chose to be born, allowed himself to be born in flesh for you. And remember, when we studied grace before, definition, conferring upon them ultimate in beauty. He confers upon you the ultimate in beauty. I love that definition. It's probably my favorite. Blessings and value beyond the common. You have a value beyond the common to your Lord, to your Father. Whether you see it or not, there are days when you don't see it. He always sees it. He always sees you as valuable beyond the common, precious. You are precious in his sight, and that's what he confers upon you. So this is what we've been given through the birth of Christ. Think about it. This is what we've been given. This is the hope of all the world. This is the light of the world and you are the shining beacon hallelujah beloved you are that light and you are that hope amen okay so that's what the lord wanted me to share with you today and so lord we just thank you